Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Psalm 119, verse 97 through 104. And the word of the Lord reads like this. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day long. Uh, I think I'm reading out of the uh, New King James Bible. The New King James, please. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all of my teachers, where your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste. (laughs) Sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding Therefore, I hate every false way. Therefore, I hate every false way. And here we see a meditation from David. And I need to speak and share some thoughts with you on today concerning this text. I want to launch uh, just a short uh, message called Battleground Thought Life. Today's message at 8 o'clock, this is battleground. There's a battle for your thoughts during times of uncertainty. And today's message at 8 o'clock is this, the authority in spiritual confirmation. I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me to affirm my people. And uh, so I'm going to attempt to affirm you in the Lord. I perceive that there's some discouragement here and some uncertainty. So by the leading of the spirit, let me affirm you. Let me confirm you that God is still on your side. He has never left you alone. He's still with you. And he will continue to work with you. The cloud has not lifted. You're not in an Ichabod state. The glory of the Lord has not departed from you. He's still walking with you. He's still working with you. He's still using you for his glory. The authority and spiritual confirmation. Father, I give you praise for the confirmation. Thank you, Lord, for the affirmation in the spirit. And I pray that as I affirm your people through the word, that they would get a concept of what this really means, that you are not absent. 
And then I pray that as we are affirmed and confirmed in the spirit, that we would learn to confirm those who are under our authority, those that we're responsible for. I pray that you would give us that understanding that the people who need, the people that are under our authority need to be watered, need to be encouraged. So encourage us so we can encourage our families. Confirm us. So we can encourage our children. Build us up. So we can build up our community. Help us to be encouraged father. So we can encourage other church members. And father I give you the praise for that. I come against the enemy. Of promotion. The enemy of encouragement. The great discourager. Who takes storms. And setbacks. And pink slips and misunderstandings and try to make it more than it is. I come against the enemy that likes to magnify its own pain. Father, I give you praise for the purpose of God that only you can release in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. What is affirmation? And why is affirmation important? Affirmations are better received when they are expressed, when they express the authentication. Affirmations are better received when they express the authentication, the validation of a person's existence. Or explain why a person is vital to your own life. And so affirmation is important because it explains why a person is vital to your life. I can stand with you all day. If I'm not validated, I would just stand next to you. But when I'm confirmed, it lets me know that I'm important to your life. And the people that are around us need to know that they are very important to us. God wants you to know that though he's with you, you may not be able to see him, but by faith we know he's there. He wants you to know that he's confirming you and that he's affirming you because you're important to him. Unfortunately, many of us grew up without any affirmation, which means there's a deficit. And I'm going to explain that when there's a deficit, the first person that compliments us get all of our goods. There are people who leave churches and associates, associate with inferior entities and organizations just because of affirmation. Because someone said, you're powerful. I see something great in you. It could be a lure, but because they lack affirmation or the enemy has used it as a stronghold, they draw to those people who send out those kinds of words. And I want to encourage you. God is going to build you up. The affirmation is coming from the Lord. And the affirmation is coming from people that you can trust. So use it to and allow God to build you up. So we don't have a deficit here. And the first person that just says something nice about us gets all of our attention. I like Psalm 119, the entire Psalm of David is important. First thing David says in verse uh, 97, oh, how I love your law. 
I love your law. I love your word. I love your statutes. I believe that your statutes, my love for your statutes, for your word is going to bring uh, great dividends. It's going to pay great dividends in my life. Then he goes on to say, I meditate all day on your law. And so what are we meditating on? If it is not the law of God or the word of God, what's occupying our thoughts? There's a battleground for your thought life. And so God wants you to love his word. Get into the word. I think I share with our church that I read through the Bible uh, at least once a year. This year, I'm on my third trip. Uh, maybe it's because of the pandemic and I can't watch my favorite shows, but I have this insatiable appetite for the word of God. And I'm just washing myself with the word. I want to encourage you to do the same. Learn to love the Lord. And if you start reading the word, he'll wake you up at night. <laughs> he'll wake you up at night, giving you some things to pray about. He'll take you out of that zone that you're in, even a stupor. And he'll start uh, elevating your thought life and your consciousness. You'll begin to see and sense some things about yourself that you never thought was there. And you'll sense things about the atmospheres, the atmosphere that you're in and the culture that you're creating in your home and on your job. He goes on to say in verse 98, you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. And there is a strategy that can alter uh, the movements of God's people because there if you knew what the enemy's strategy is you don't even have to get an ambush you you know he's going to ambush you so you don't even go down certain paths if you knew the strategy now of your enemy but the commandment of the Lord and meditating on the commandment of the Lord the affirmation and the confirmation that comes from God makes us wiser than our enemies the reason why I'm wiser than my enemies, David is saying here, is because your law is ever before me. I'm meditating on it. It gives me strategy. As I meditate on the word, it gives me strength. As I meditate on the word, it helps my procedures, my movements. I calculate. I'm wiser than my enemies. He thinks just because he planned he can get me. But I have not only a, a plan in my life, I have a planner. I have a God who's watching out, a God who's going before me, a God who sends angels to the place that I'm going. They've already searched it out. They prepared a place. They moved boulders out of the way. So when I go through my stuff, I don't have to deal with certain things. The angel of the Lord are encamped around about me. I am confirmed and affirmed in God. I understand more than my ancients because I keep your precepts, he said. I like verse 99. I have more understanding than all of my teachers. I have more understanding than all of my teachers. And there is a place where God can take you, where even those who taught you will be amazed with what's coming out of you. We all should want the next generation to be a little bit more equipped, a little bit more brilliant, a little bit more adept to their circumstance than we were. And if you get with the law of God, you will surpass the understanding of your teachers. Watch the pride. You still need your teacher. You still need your instructor. You still need a guide. Because you may know, but you may not understand. Or you may understand, but you can't hear. Understanding is one thing. 
Samuel understood that he was hearing a voice and he could hear that voice, but he didn't know the voice. He needed an Eli to say, I perceive that God is speaking to you. I have more understanding than all of my teachers, but don't stop there. For your testimonies are my meditation. I love this. Your testimonies are what I think about. Your testimonies is what I focus on. Your testimonies confirm me. Verse 100. I understand more than the ancients. And the understanding that's greater than the ancients is basically the wisdom of God. If I veil your future, then I'm showing you mercy. If I don't show you what tomorrow brings, and I know devastation is coming tomorrow, I'm showing you mercy. Some of us want to know our future, but you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth about your tomorrow without the mercy of God. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that today you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me calm down. I feel the Holy Ghost. And some of y'all looking like, wow, that man had a, he just turned on a fire hydrant, just blew us away. But the Holy Ghost is on me. Can you all say amen? Thank you, Lord. It's not easy preaching to a camera. <laughs> but you learn how to do it. I'm learning how to work with y'all. So wave your hand in the air. and Wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> if you're standing with your bishop, say, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And you don't stop. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. If I veil your future, I'm showing you mercy. If I give you an understanding of how to work in your future, it is a word of wisdom that I'm sharing with you. Use it. If I tell you something that happened in your past, I'm giving you a word of knowledge. If I tell you or unveil your future, I'm working in the prophetic ministry. All of it is necessary to confirm you. I like verse 101. I have restrained my feet from every evil way. Doesn't mean evil is not around me, but I purpose to stay away from it. That I may keep your word. In other words, notice verse 1, verse 97 says, I love your law. And if you love the law of God, you will restrain or restrain your feet from every evil way. If you love the law. If you love God's precepts, you will watch what you do and where you go and who you associate with. That I may keep your word. I restrain my feet from every evil way that I can keep your word. If I start going down certain paths, it's going to affect what I do. I like verse 101. I have not departed from your judgments. There is a clinging. There's a clinging. There's some people who like to associate, but God wants us to cling to his word. Hold on to it. Cling. To that which is good. Hold on 
to that which is profitable. Make sure the judgments of the Lord are at the first, uh, at the front of the line as it relates to your priorities. For you yourself, verse 102, have taught me. You spend time with God, there is a transference from the Holy Spirit to your heart directly. 103, how sweet are your words to my taste. Notice the intimacy. Notice the intimacy. Give us this day, Jesus said, we should pray our daily bread. But the psalmist says, when I eat it, glory to God, is sweet to my taste. It is your word that is my daily bread. I rejoice when I taste it, glory to God. I was eating some uh, cheddar popcorn, and I just uh, got a few of the kernels last night. And when I was eating it, it tastes so good, I couldn't wait to get my hand back in the bag. I remember what I told you, you can't eat the whole bag. So I just limited myself to about a tenth of the bag. But as it relates to the word, I can have an insatiable appetite. I think I told you that with the word, it's my third time around. You got all of these Bible apps. All you got to do is listen to the word, read along, just spend about 30 minutes a day. And next thing you know, you'll be, in, uh, you'll, you'll be in the Psalms. You went through Genesis and you'll be in the Psalms and you start understanding certain things. Leviticus is going to be tough because there's a lot of blood there. But you need to go through every word so you can hear it. You can understand what it's like. What, what, what did Jesus mean when he said he shed his blood? If you understand the, what happened in the Old Testament with all of those bulls and oxes and goats, glory to God. And in Jesus. Jesus died on the cross and eliminated those things so we, by faith, can have access to God. You'll still know the price of what he paid for us. It'll give you an understanding, Leviticus, will give you an understanding of the price that was paid. For those of us that think we're religious and God is with us, without the shedding of the blood, there's no remission. And every day the priest had to shed blood just to come before God. You begin to see it's not about religion. You don't want religion. You want a relationship. And from the relationship, the spirit spoke to me and said, affirm my people. Glory to God. Thank you, God. And I just want to take a moment and let you know that his word is sweet to your lips. Sweeter than honey in your mouth. Which simply means the word, it shouldn't be sitting on the shelf. You must digest it. You can't digest it until you ingest it. You must spend time and put it in you. A lot of the trials and traumas that we go through it are there because we haven't pushed them out. You get the word in you, the trial has to go. It can't, it can't, it can't comprehend it. Darkness cannot comprehend the light. If you got darkness in your mind and you flash light in your mind, the darkness can't stay. Whoo, thank you, God. And what we need now is to flood out the darkness by getting the light in. You got to flood out the mold by getting the bread in. Woo! So we're going to push it out. Push it. Ah! Push it. Push it real good. Push it out of you. Push it real good. Push it out of you. Push it all the way out. Through your precepts, I push it out. Through your knowledge, I push it out. Through your word, I push it out. Through the relationships that you give me, I push it out. Depression can't stay because I push it out. 
How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through your precepts, I get an understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. You can love the Lord so much that when you see wrong, you're like, that, that ain't right. You won't compromise it. That ain't right. That's, that ain't right. Who told you that? You start getting the law in you, you'll back away from other things. Nobody have to tell you, don't hang out with this, don't, talk, don't associate with that, when the law is in you. Scripture says you'll hate every false, every false way. It'll just magnify. It's like he'll just show you that blood is on that path or mold is down there. Or there's some corruption in the cup you're drinking from. It needs to be washed because if some of us could see the corruption on the cups we sip it in, we'll throw it down. Thank you, Lord. So affirmation is important, and I think I shared it with you that affirmations are better received when they express the authentication, when they express the validation of a person's existence. The affirmation is so important when it expresses the validation, the authentication of the person that's close to you. If you're close to me, I want you to know it. I want you to know it. Stand right there. You're important to me. I like it. I feel stronger when you're here. And God wants you to know he wants you on the team. He wants you on his team. You're important to the existence of the kingdom. You are. That's why the enemy is after you. That's why he doesn't want you to associate with me. That's why he don't want us to connect with each other. He wants you to be mad about something you heard or something you felt. God has already dealt with it. People can't deal with it. You need to get that out of your mind. God has already moved on. The storm is somewhere up there in the, 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 uh, 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 in the Arctic land somewhere. So blowing somewhere all cold out. It was here last week, but it's gone. And you got to start letting your storms pass you. It doesn't matter what you heard about me. The blood is covering me. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. It doesn't matter what happened in your life last week or last year. We're covered under the blood. God is affirming you today. Stay on the team. Stay connected. We used to sing a song here. Stay connected to the way that is right. It was a little Jamaican, uh, little Jamaican term here. Stay connected to the creator's power. Stay connected to God. You need to stay connected to the things of God. People are associating with all kinds of entities and all kinds of associations with people and things and objects and backing away from God. No, love the law of God. I affirm you in Jesus' name. Being able to express your genuine feelings, your gratitude for another person helps build the trust and the motivation towards stronger relationships. I want to say that again. Being able to express your gratitude, your genuine gratitude for another person's help, for another person's helps trust, helps to build trust and motivation toward a stronger, 
a tighter relationship. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, affirm my people. And in this message, God is going to encourage you. You will, you will get an antidote for your discouragement. Amen. So I come against the spirit of discouragement that has rested on the shoulders of God's people. And you've uh, allowed, this is, this, uh, this is weird, this is what I see in the spirit. You've allowed discouragement to become comfortable with you. You wear it like I'm wearing my jacket. But this message is going to encourage you. You're going to take off the jacket of discouragement. It's comfortable. It looks nice on you. Fit it well. But you're going to put that aside. And let the world see the brilliance of what's on the other side. Come on, say, I'm encouraged. That's right, I'm encouraged. If you tell your mind you're encouraged, your mind can't stay discouraged. So tell yourself, I'm encouraged. Glory to God. I'm encouraging you, and I want you to say it to yourself. I'm encouraged. Yeah, I had a lot of disappointments. I moved this way and that way. It didn't work out, but I'm encouraged. I believe God is infusing me with courage right now. I'm encouraged. He's pumping courage back into me after courage was sapped out of me. And I'm encouraged now. Another thing is going to happen in this message is God is going to confirm you. Write it down. You are endorsed and authenticated. You are endorsed and authenticated. In other words, he is signing his signature on your documents. Lord gave me a word years ago. Hallelujah. One of the greatest words he ever gave me. I said, God, why are you sending me there? What these people, I'm not perfect. He said, I will write off your past by confirming you. I'm going to sign my name in your future. And every year I see him doing that, putting his name in my future, glory to God. He's already signed 2021 and 2024 and 2028 and 2035. I'm going to be successful. I'm so caught up with Jesus. Hallelujah. I can prophesy to my future. He showed me mercy by not letting me know he was going to snatch my mama out. I didn't know it was going to happen. He showed me mercy. He veiled my future. But he also gave me a prophetic word that I will sign my name in your future. That's why I can continue to praise God. He endorses the work that he's called me to. And you need to be able to say he's endorsing me. Come on, say it with me. I am confirmed. Yeah, glory to God. You need to say that. And those of you that are on Facebook, I need you to like and share. Somebody needs to be confirmed, and you know them. 
And I need you to write it down. I'm confirmed. Whatever city you're in, I'm confirmed in Atlanta. I'm confirmed in New York. I'm confirmed in Jacksonville. I'm confirmed in Miami. I'm confirmed in Tampa. I'm confirmed in Dallas. I'm confirmed in Lagos, Nigeria. I'm confirmed in Israel, Tel Aviv. I'm confirmed in Paris. I'm confirmed in Germany. I'm confirmed in Toronto. I'm confirmed in Jamaica. I'm confirmed in Honduras wherever you are say I'm confirmed God is endorsing me I'm tied to his word he's endorsing me I'm tied to his precepts he's endorsing me next thing's going to happen through this teaching you're going to be encouraged glory to God confirmed but you're also going to be supported God said I support you I'm standing with you Others may have failed you, but I'm standing with you and I'm bolstering you. In other words, I got some props to hold you up. Until your feet and your legs are strengthened, I got something for you to hold on to and lean on. Glory to God. I hear the Spirit saying, lean on me. Lean on me. You've been leaning on others. Lean on me. I support you. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for supporting your people. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. When I first left home, I had a tendency, if I stepped in a room, I would lean on the wall. I would just lean on the wall. The wall would always prop me. When I went in the military, that's something that they really, really came against. They act like you kill your mother if you lean on the wall. Like, I'm just leaning on the wall. Get off my wall. What? what? Get off your wall? Your wall? Yeah, get off your wall. Stand up yourself. So I didn't really know how much of a tendency I had until someone said it to me. Get off the wall. Get your back up off of it. You can't even dance if you're on the wall. Get your back up off the wall. Dance. Come on. If you're going to be in there, go ahead and dance. What you doing? And many of us are leaning on the wall. In life, the wall is propping you up, but God is going to support you in such a way that the wall won't have to hold you up. God's going to strengthen everything about you that you can stand on His word. If all of your friends forsook you, you'll be able to stand. If your family didn't understand you, you'll be able to stand. If you had a disappointment in your church, you'll still be able to stand. If your family hurt you, You'll still stand. Stand, therefore. Get your back up off the wall. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Well, another thing the Spirit told me He's going to do is uphold you. He's going to uphold you. And what I mean by that is, He is not your prosecutor during this process, He is your defender. He's going to defend your case. Thank you, God. Sometimes you just need a defense attorney. They can get that thrown out. They can get that thrown out. There may be, they, we can get that thrown out. We can look at all of the things you've been doing and you did some good stuff. And, uh, you know, this is just, we can throw this out. We don't have to take this to court. 
God told me that the Holy Ghost is going to begin to defend you. You've been feeling like you're all, all alone. There is nobody that's got your back. You need to get your back up off the wall. And when you get your back up off the wall, when you stop doing that and start standing on his word, I'm going to uphold you. I'm not going to let you stand out there by yourself, but I'm going to defend you. Every, the circumference of your life, the Holy Ghost is going around you. And even in the weak areas, he's still defending you. I got that. I got it. He may not be able to pay it back, but I got it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I need a defense attorney. I haven't always done it right. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, take a moment and thank Jesus for being your defense attorney. You know you haven't done it all right. But he has always been there upholding us. He upholds us with his right hand, the strength of his character, the strength of his blood, the strength of his favor. Thank you, Lord, with the strength of his favor. Thank you, Lord. And I see God touching his people. You, you've been bent over. You have a spiritual osteoporosis. and You've been bent over, but he's going to straighten your back. Thank you, Lord. Stand up now. Lift up. Lift up. Lift your head. Lift up. Lift it up now. He took care of the discouragement. He's taking care of your endorsement. He's taking care of the, uh, the fact that you can't stand on your, on your own. He's upholding you. Here's number five. He's going to sustain you. As he affirms, he's going to sustain you. In other words, you will endure. You will outlast this trial. You will outlive this disappointment. You will outlive this setback, this corona issue. You will continue to thrive through the issues. Because he is your sustainer. God told me to confirm his people. To affirm his people. He's going to sustain you. He's going to uphold you. He is supporting you. He will confirm you. And he is encouraging you. Say it with me. I am sustained. Come on. Say it with me. He's upholding me. Say it with me. God is supporting me. Come on, say it with me. I am confirmed and endorsed. Say it with me. I am encouraged. Glory, hallelujah. God, I give you the praise in the name of Jesus. There's an amazing effectiveness of spiritual affirmation. There's an amazing effectiveness of spiritual affirmation. It is the power of spiritual affirmation. What does it mean? What is the power of spiritual affirmation? What does it mean? Write it down. It means that the words we repeat, carefully, the words we repeat and the thoughts we think, the words we repeat, you don't have to come up with the words. It's already there. It's in his word. And the thoughts we think, that's, 
how you process what he's saying, both have the power to reshape. The words we repeat and the thoughts we think, both of them have the power to reshape, to redesign, to reconstruct, to even transform you. I say again, the words we repeat, the thoughts we think. After repeating those words, both of them together in unison have the power to reshape, the power to redesign, the power to reconstruct, even to transform your thoughts. And if your thoughts, hallelujah, can be transformed, your, your concepts will be transformed. And if your concepts are transformed, your desires will be transformed into a living reality. In other words, if God can transform your thoughts by you repeating his word, your life will be different after, the, after it ends. You'll have a living transformation, a living reset, a living reshaping. Thank you, God. And I'm experiencing my own little genesis by getting in the word, praying. And I want to encourage you. I'm inviting you. I'm only sharing it with you because uh, I believe God wants us all to get into the prayer room. I don't know why you wouldn't be praying right now anyway. Man, this election, the stuff that's going on in America, the uncertainty, uh, COVID-19, it's amazing to me that the stock market is still booming. That's to let you know stock market is not booming because we are doing good. Stock market booms because investors and people who have money are making money off of our plight. So you can't look at the stock market and say, we are doing okay. You need to say, they are doing okay. I'm doing okay in God. PPP, all the big wigs, uh, Ruth's Crips, Chris, uh, got in line to get their check before anybody else. Any small businesses can get theirs. You better get with God. The lack of affirmation is a punisher. The lack of affirmation, if it would speak to you, first thing the lack of affirmation would say to you is, I'm a punisher. I punish. I'm going to punish you. When there is no affirmation, you will be punished. You will be marginalized. You will be hurt, even in the silence. Let me emphasize that again. The lack of affirmation, if I gave it voice, is a punisher. And the lack of affirmation has a, a medical term. It's called emotional deprivation disorder. You can look it up. Emotional deprivation disorder or lack of affirmation. It creates an emotional deficiency. When somebody don't tell you that they love you, they say, oh, you should know I love you. You should, I pay the bills. You need to know that there's an emotional deficiency there. 
and it is an epidemic in our world today. We got all this money and ain't nobody saying I love you. You mean the world to me. We said when we want to get the goods and then we stop saying it after we get the goods. If you plant a seed and the plant begins to grow, watering the plant every day is the affirmation. You cannot just plant the seed. You cannot just have children. You cannot just have gasms. You must water what you produce. I'm speaking to the world. You must water what you produce lest you create an emotional deprivation disorder. E-D-D. How many of you have EDD? Many of you got DUIs, but I want to know how many have EDD. Your DUI, I guarantee you, is tied to your EDD. There's a deficit. Maybe you didn't get it as a child. Maybe father wasn't there. Maybe mother did not say enough. I love you. And because there's a deficit, you go and grab other things. God wants to fix that. God wants to fix that, that lack of affirmation. And you got to work with God. In other words, when he starts affirming you, and the next time you go through a trial, stop going back to the time. Well, you know I went through this when I was a kid. Let me tell you, you can't use that as an excuse every year. All of us went through something as children. Thank God for Jesus, right? If he redeemed you, what did he redeem you from? He redeemed you from your past life. He redeemed you from your setbacks. He redeemed you from wars. He redeemed you from issues from divorces. He redeemed you from curses. He redeemed you from all of the stuff you went through, medical issues. He redeemed you from rejection, not just your sins. Your old life is past. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things are made new. Can somebody say amen? You got to learn how to trust the redemption. Some things you'll never fix. There is no excuse. After God starts pouring into the deficit, the deficiency, some affirmation for you to then go back and say, well, I've been through this. And you don't understand what I'm, what I'm going through. That disorder must die. They can't cohabit the same vessel. Emotional deprivation this order can't stay in the same house, in the same cup, in the same room, in the same mind with affirmation. So as I affirm you, pick up the signal. It is a signal. It's not always the whole message. It is a signal. It's a hint. It's a mantra, just a song. In other words, God said, you don't have to live on affirmation. It's just a signal. It's a beat. It's a text, glory to God. It's a hint. Uh, I'm not going to give you the whole message. It's a, a wink. It's just a little bump. I'm with you. It's a mantra. It's a song that touches your heart. 
And all of these hints and signals and mantras or songs, all touches, all infuels what you want to become or what you want to become true in your life. Compliment what she does. Send her roses just because. Well, why would you do that? Just a compliment what she does. Send her roses just because. Well, you're not living her life. You're just encouraging her. You're just uh, affirming her and confirming her. And when you do, it should cause something in you to awaken. Woe to any man after being confirmed and affirmed by his wife, he still goes back to a time before his wife. Woe to us after God says, I'm confirming you, and we go back to a life that we had before Jesus showed up. He healed me. He redeemed me. He saved me. He loves me. And I need to stand in the moment. I need to rejoice because of what he's saying to me today. Glory to God. When you affirm it passes through your outer ear, it hits your inner ear or your subconsciousness. And everything comes through your subconsciousness. Everything comes through it, even your behaviors. Many, many of us do what we call autopilot stuff is because we're flooding in our subconscious mind and that's what's really moving you. The enemy works in your subconscious to get you to do stuff that you don't. You say, I don't know why I did that because he's implanted something in your subconscious and when we want to get some affirmation, we want to get it past just what we heard. Let it go deeper into your subconscious. Let it plunge into your inner ear so it can affect your behavior. Your subconscious is accountable for almost 90% of what you do. Not what you're thinking about right now. It's those things that surface when you dream. That stuff that's swimming around you and you're not conscious of it right now. But you've been fueling it all your life. That's why we need to activate affirmation from the word. I love your law. Psalm 119 and 97. I love your law. How many of us can say that? Well, I like the word, you know, but some of that stuff tough. Some of that stuff ancient. That stuff is not modern. You got to love the law of the Lord. You got to see that this law is going to help me to be better. This law is going to cure me. Thank you, God. You came to me with a major compound compound fracture in your arm. I'm going to have to hurt you before I help you. You came to me with a compound fracture. You came to me. I can see the bones sticking out. But listen to me. I need you to bite on this right now because I got to hurt you before I help you. I got to set the bone. So bite on it. Bite on it hard. I am harder. I am. Count the three. One. Instead of us going to three, when you say two, I said it. You scream at the top of your lungs. I can't believe you hurt me this way. It's going to be all right. Sit down. Here's some delighted. You'll be okay in a minute. By tomorrow, you'll feel a little better. If I didn't set the bone, we would see your stuff warped all your life. I got to hurt you. 
before I can help you. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to affirm someone every day. Maybe a little child that you need to water. The plant is dying. Pour some water of affirmation on. What do you do? What are you saying, Bishop? Here's some affirmations. Tell them, great job. Say it to your wife. It'll blow her mind. Look at it and say, you're doing a great job with our children. Well done. We, many of us want to hear well done. We want affirmation when we get to heaven. We need to start saying well done. Here's another one. I'm very, I am very proud of you. When somebody does a good job, you need to say, I'm so proud of you. Not just the children. Grown men need to hear it. That's why they act out. The difference between men and boys are the price of their toys. We all have the same need for affirmation. The older we get, though, the less we should have it, that need, but it is there. I'm very proud of you. When somebody does a good job, say it. That's good for you. When they get a promotion, that's good for you. Not when they do wrong, that's good for you. When they get a promotion, that's good for you. Here's another one. You're, you are so neat to me. You are very nice. You're a very nice person. Next time you see it, tell them that. Here's another one. You make wise decisions. <laughs> when they make a wise decision, that was a very wise decision. You thought about that before you move. When you see someone that's really, really doing well, taking tests well, call them. You are very intelligent, very smart. Here's another one. I love you. Not, I love you. You know I love you. I ain't say that. I said, I say it. I love you. You need to say it. And you need to really uh, say it with emphasis. I love you. It goes a long way. Little children, little girls need to hear that from little girls going up. I mean, it, it, they need to hear from their daddy. I love you. I, I love you. I mean, a million times. Here's another one. I knew you could do this. Or I know you can do it. You can do this. Encourage them. Affirm them. You have the ability. Here's another one. God loves you very much. Especially when they're going through issues, God loves you very much. Especially when they're discouraged, God loves you very much. Here's another one. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe that you can overcome. Here's another one. Wow. Wow. What an imagination. Wow. Women of word, worship and warfare. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Awaken. Awake. Wow. 
you have such an imagination. God gave us all of these abilities to express ourselves, and usually we do it when our favorite team gets a touchdown. Whoa! But God wants you to take all of that high power, praise for a team somewhere in Washington, D.C., and say it to a child. Whoa! Not just when you slam, uh, when they slam. Whoa! Yes, I'm over-exaggerating because there's such a deficit. I'm showing you it can be, it is possible. We need to step out of ourselves. Stop being cool. The world is going through this deficit of lack of affirmation. Water the world. Show them the love of God. This is one that I picked up years ago. You have such a strong resolve. Uh, I see people with a strong determination with all kind of things coming against them. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. There are people who have a strong resolve, but nobody waters it. Nobody has to tell them to get up and go to work. They do it every day. They do it every day, but they lack the affirmation. It's dry. Atmosphere is dry. You have a great work ethic. Say it to them. A lot of ladies possess that too. Of course, men have been working for years, but there are ladies who are working, taking care of families, doing that stuff, and coming to prayer meeting. Here's another one. You are a great leader. You are a model member. I say this all the time to people. When people are tied to your team, you need to affirm them. These statements are advantageous in motivating us to do more, to inspire us to do more. As I close this, right out of the scripture, they can put it up, Isaiah 40 and 31, because I place my hope in the Lord, my strength is renewed. Isaiah 40 and 31. You can pull it out because I place my hope in the Lord. My strength is renewed. You want strength renewed? Put your hope in God. You, you're tired? Put, transfer your hope in God and strength is renewed. It's right there. I'm just tired, Bishop. Where's your hope? If your hope is plummeting, if it, there's no helium in the balloon of your hope, then your, your strength is going to be weak. But if you elevate, transfer your hope in the Lord, your strength will be renewed. Glory, hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, God's power works best in my weakness. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. God's power works best in my weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Here's an affirmation. God's power is working at in me when I don't feel strong. <laughs> Ooh. You got to see it. You got to see it because when you don't feel strong, all you say, I'm tired. I'm tired. God's power is working in me when I don't feel that 100. His power works best 
when I'm not at 100. <laughs> can't you see how weakness can't, can't live there, can't live there? Because you told weakness, God's power is working in me while I'm weak. Weakness got to go. It just warped. Oh, I can't stay there. I got to get out of here. And when I tie uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, that because I place my hope in him, my strength is renewed. I tie that with 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. God's power works best in my weakness. So even when I'm weak, God is best. He's working strongly in me. Last but not least, Matthew 10 and 39. As I lose my life for Jesus' sake, I find it. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Look at the affirmation. I'm finding life when I'm losing mine. When what I want goes out the window. When what I want, I can't get it. When what I want, I'm disappointed. I didn't get my dream. When I lose mine, I gain his. Even disappointment can't stay there because I've been affirmed there. A seemingly Big loss in my life is a major gain in my spirit. Whew. Devil can't have Devil can't win. You get the word in you, devil can't win. You get the word in you, you're affirmed by God, devil can't win. There's a remedy for even your weakness. There's a remedy for losing life or what you want in life. There's a, there's a remedy for being, for being weak, glory to God, and strengthened when your hope is transferred to the Lord. I don't know why he gave me this task to affirm his people. But some of you don't know where you're going and God wants me to shine this light of affirmation. It's not over for you. It's not over. I am the voice of truth and I speak into this valley of dry bones. I prophesy to you that you, you will rise again. You valley of dry bones. You will rise again. Flesh will come on you. You will be connected again. You're disjointed. But you will be reconnected. And then wind is going to blow after you're connected and assembled. And you will rise from the ashes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you will stand up as an exceeding great army. I am the voice of truth. And I send this word. On behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who is the truth. He told me to tell you to be affirmed, to be encouraged. And he's going to bolster you. He's going to sustain you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to confirm you and support you. He's going to uphold you. He's going to defend you.
Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for infusing your people with this word, and I thank you for making us better people. I have delivered the word to your people around the country, around the world, Father. This lack of moisture in our atmosphere, the lack of affirmation, it has caused the deficit in our lives, and that deficit a lot of times we overcompensate by packing other things in the space that only affirmation can feel. So we rid ourselves of the falsities and we rid ourselves of the things that don't measure up. We thank you for biblical spiritual affirmation today. Encourage your people everywhere. Let this message resound around the country. And Father, I give you praise. I give you praise for the after, for the day after. The next time, I give you praise for the next time. I give you praise for next week. I give you praise for fulfillment next week, for victory next month. I love you. I bless your people. Help us to get our backs off the wall. Strengthen us so we can stand and then sustain us. And we will be your people. We are your people now, but we will be the light that you called us to. I bless them. I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, if you are unsaved and you would like to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus is a very simple prayer. It's not complicated. Religion has made it complicated, but Jesus is so powerful and so awesome. His death, his burial and resurrection has paid the penalty. So he will be the X in the equation. He's the X. You put the X in, you're going to reach your goal. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to. He, I'm giving you the answer before you take the test. You don't have to figure it all out. Just put Jesus in there. He's already taking care of the equation. Your sin issue, your previous life, your degradation, your, the, the hellish stuff that happened to you, he's the cure. All you have to do is confess him. I confess the Lord Jesus into my life. Come into my life. I believe that you are the death, that you are the penalty. You pay the penalty for my sins. And because of you, I'm made whole. That's, that's confessing the Lord Jesus. And if you confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's just that simple. And if you do that, you're going to come right into that saving knowledge. So just repeat after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I confess Jesus into my heart. I repent for all of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. Now, Jesus, come into my soul. I will live for you. I will work with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If 
you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.